is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. How's everybody feeling on your Tuesday? Hope you're doing all right. Hope you're enjoying a sunny day. Hope you're also not getting completely blown away out there. A little brisk, <laughs> but uh, we're nice and warm inside. Hey, we've got two hours to kill ahead here on the Workday Red Zone, and we appreciate you tuning in with us on the Ticket Radio Network. You can find us, of course, all over your radio dial and also online at 953theticket.com. A reminder that you can take us with you on the go. And what you do there is you download the EAB Media Group app. And then uh, once you have that saved to your smartphone, uh, just go ahead and look for the ticket logo. Click Listen Live and you will be all set. If you want to shout at us today, easy enough. 870-930-3776 is the Number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. And, of course, you can always reach out on social media as well. Facebook.com slash The Ticket Radio is one place to find us on Twitter. At Kara underscore Richie is another. And the hashtag to use there is WDRZ. I'm Kara Richie. Joined in studio, as always, by producer Ryan James. Yep, good to be here. Always. It's going to be busy today. We've got some audio to share with you. Hopefully, we'll have some phone calls along the way. And uh, kind of looking at the slate, it's Tuesday, so that means at one thirty we are going to be joined by a voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Always enjoy those conversations as he'll be with us in studio. And then uh, we're going to have some, some audio to share with you today as we go along in the second hour of the program. We'll get caught up with some of uh, A-State football head coach Butch Jones's comments from yesterday. Did the big uh, bowl game press conference and we'll share some of his thoughts with you this hour. We'll hear some comments from A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. Of course, uh, those comments came after last night's game in Tuscaloosa. So one that did not go the Red Wolves' way. You did have all five starters finishing double figures, but ultimately it was an 89-65 setback at Alabama. Red Wolves trailed by 21 at the half and, and unable to mount a comeback there. Uh, but uh, there were some positive things. We'll, of course, talk about that team in detail in this hour talk about that game in detail in this hour Taryn Todd the leading scorer for A-State with 15 points so the Red Wolves now two and seven of course uh, we mentioned this yesterday but do want to reiterate uh, this A-State football coaching staff busy busy continuing to add to its recruiting class of 2024 Jones secured two additional commitments this week adding in running back Jalen Bordley of Pleasant Grove Texas and offensive lineman Baker North of Kansas City signing day two weeks one day away uh, that's Wednesday, December 20th. Yes, we will have signing date coverage for you here on the ticket bright and early that morning. And in fact, uh, that coverage is going to be coming at you live from Montgomery. So very excited about that. Elsewhere, Khalif Battle reached the 1,000 point mark for his career as Arkansas topped Furman 97 
to 83 last night at Bud Walton Arena. Battle led three Razorbacks in double figures. He finished with 25 points all day coming off the bench. So the Hogs now 6-3. and three. I am uh, continuing to beat the, you know, bowl game drum because, again, I, I continue to just say, why not? It's fun. Uh, why not lean into it? Everything about it is is enjoyable. And, of course, we've got 17 days, 22 hours, 55 minutes, and some odd seconds until Arkansas State and NIU are going to be kicking it off against, or excuse me, in the in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery. So a little bit of time to kill between now and then. But I thought today we would we would throw out a question that, well, just about anybody and everybody can weigh in on. As we are asking you, what is your favorite bowl game memory? Again, uh, with the exception of just a, a handful of fan bases that have never gotten to go bowling, uh, none of which are really in this geographical era, area, then everybody should be able to weigh in in some way, shape, or form on this question. Now, I, I say... Just the way the question is written, what's your favorite bowl game memory? It doesn't necessarily have to be a bowl game memory about your team, but come on, let's face it. The the memories are always a little bit more fun if you have uh, your own personal rooting interest and uh, it was your team that went out and, and did something awesome. Um, it could be the actual game itself. It could be some of the events surrounding the bowl game. You know, one of the cool things about most bowl games is is getting into town just a little bit early and being able to interact with some of the players and coaches and just a little bit more of a kind of relaxed environment. Um, it could be a, a parade or maybe being able to contribute to a very large bar tab picked up by Johnny Allison. Really, just however you want to answer this, it is completely up to you. Of course, looking at Arkansas State specifically, they've had a a mixed bag uh, of a time so far in Montgomery. The first trip to the Camellia Bowl was in 2017, and it was a loss to Middle Tennessee in a game that still just aggravates me, to be honest with you. (laughs) I keep a lot of handwritten notes and a lot of game notes and, and things like that in my office, and and I, I'm really bad about just hoarding notepads. It's actually kind of embarrassing. Uh, but from time to time, I will stumble upon my my game notes from the 2017 Camellia Bowl. And they are filled with more four-letter words than just about any other game I've covered in my radio career. Uh, and, and it's wild because, of course, there have been more... There have been other losses. There have been bigger losses. There have been bigger losses to more frustrating opponents. But for some reason, man, that game still just ticks me off. And probably will, apparently, for the rest of my life. Since at this point in time, it was six years ago. And here I am spending several minutes to complain about it uh, in 2023. Of course, uh, the last time A-State was in Montgomery, it did go uh, a, a much more fun direction with A-State being able to top FIU in the Camellia Bowl 34-26. to uh, There were a lot of good things that happened for the Red Wolves on the day. And, of course, in 2019, 
That's when A-State had that insane three-headed monster at wide receiver of Omar Bayless and Kirk Merritt and Jay Adams and every single one of those guys were able to find the end zone in that game, which uh, seemed very fitting. Also, of course, it was a very emotional win for then head coach Blake Anderson after a tumultuous and heartbreaking 2019. So all in all, uh, the last time everybody was in Montgomery, it, it ended on a very, very positive note. Of course, several other bowl memories for the A-State faithful. Uh, of course, uh, if you <laughs> if you have any memories of the 1951 Refrigerator Bowl, uh, where A-State was able to top Camp Breckenridge. Certainly, we would. We are all ears today. We would love to hear your memories on that one. But uh, if uh, if you are weighing in about, you know, say, more recent uh, occurrences like one of the GoDaddy Bowl wins, hey, we'll, we'll take that too. Again, uh, and this is a question not just for the A-State faithful, but for, for everyone who has a college football rooting interest. What is your favorite bowl game memory? We'll go ahead and, and step aside and let you think about that one during the break. And the phone lines will be open during the break at 870-930-3776. But, of course, A-State men's basketball in action last night in Tuscaloosa. We've got the stats. I watched it. Uh, so I've got uh, my own observations, some statistical observations, and we'll also share some comments with you from A-State coach Brian Hodson as well. So that is all on the way in the next segment. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Get the best insurance rates for you and your family with Rob Taylor State Farm. Hey, y'all, it's Brandon Baxter for my insurance agent, Rob Taylor, and his team at Rob Taylor State Farm. Insure your home, insure your vehicles, insure your rental properties, your business, and insure your life with Rob Taylor State Farm. This was a game changer for me and my family. See, life is expensive, and I was able to save money every single month and get better insurance coverage with Rob Taylor State Farm. And they'll do the same thing for you. Let's be real. When's the last time you looked at your insurance policies? Have your premiums slowly been creeping up? See, that's what happened to me. Rob Taylor State Farm Insurance was able to lower my insurance premiums and give my family better coverage. Get your free quote and start saving money today. Rob Taylor State Farm in Jonesboro at 2203 East Nettleton and on Highway 367 in Pocahontas. Call 870-520-6161 or you can go to Facebook or Google and search Rob Taylor State Farm. Hey, this is Tony Kennel with Purcell Tire and Service Center. Just reminding you that when it's time to service your ride, our staff at Purcell is here to give you an honest job at a fair price. Whether you have a heavy-duty truck, light truck, or passenger vehicle, Purcell is home with the lowest price on quality Michelin tires. And every Tuesday and Thursday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all the ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for a special discounted price. Call 972-TIRE and come see us at Purcell Tire and Service Center at Parker and Caraway in Jonesboro. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red 
The 21st annual Grand Classic tickets are on sale now at DNW Outdoors, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, and DuckClassic.com. Duck Classic is a charity duck hunting competition benefiting the NEA Baptist Charitable Foundation. This year's Grand Classic includes a 2023 Can-Am Defender HD7 from Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, a $15,000 shopping spree to gamble home, and the duck truck, courtesy of Glenn Sane, completely tricked out by DNW Automotive with all the accessories and a dark gray finish. Tickets are only $100 and they're on sale now at DNW Outdoors, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, and DuckClassic.com. Now, last year, these tickets sold out before the banquet, so get yours before they're gone. Only 750 tickets will be sold, and multiple winners will be chosen. Duck Classic is presented by NEA Baptist, Bandit, DNW Outdoors, Drake, KAIT, Gamble Home, Jonesboro Cycle and ATV, Glensane Motors, KJNB, Qual Choice Insurance, Arkansas Health and Wellness, Sissy's Log Cabin, Sitka, Winchester, Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation, Hag Brown Ag, Platinum Trailers, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. Get your Grand Classic tickets today at DuckClassic.com. In January of 2017, I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And within 24 hours of that diagnosis, uh, we found ourselves here in Memphis at St. Jude. They knew what they were doing. They knew how they were going to treat her. They laid out this elaborate plan. We didn't know what the future was or if there even was a future. But with St. Jude, there was. (laughs) Not that long ago, the survival rate was 4%. 4%. But through the work and research that St. Jude does, that's now 94%. And you know how that got done? It's through donations. By people getting behind this mission that no child dies in the dawn of life. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. I'm gonna find them off. What is your favorite? Bowl game memories are KavanaughCars.com. Question today. Are you getting some feedback on social media at Kara underscore Richie on Twitter? And we're just about to, to dive into some A-State men's basketball talk and, and recap last night's game at Alabama. But uh, I do I, I want to mention something real quick because uh, especially for those of you that don't live on Twitter <laughs> like I do, there's, there's a massive story that is being discussed today uh, around college athletics. And no, it, it does not necessarily have anything to do with college football playoff or what we've been discussing over the past few days. But uh, NCAA President Charlie Baker has sent out a letter to Division I members where he basically outlines a massive change to the athletics model. Um, And and it plans to introduce, he plans to introduce this week a proposal to create a new Division I subdivision that grants certain schools more autonomy around being able to compensate their athletes. Now, I'm not going to dive headfirst into this story, uh, either in this segment or in today's show. And the reason for that is, well, one, in this segment, we said we were going to talk about A-State men's basketball, and we're certainly about to do that. But then, two, there are so many stories already out there about this, but 
You're also trying to like sift through some NCAA legalese <laughs> to find out exactly what Charlie Baker is trying to say. So I'm trying I'm trying to learn with you is what I'm going to say. Now we're going to revisit this story a few different times as we go along today as it becomes more clear to me about what it means. But but ultimately, this would allow schools to compensate athletes directly through a trust as well as NIL. So again, we're going to follow up on that as as we go along today and, and as there are a little bit more more articles that come out about it that make it clear exactly what this proposal is instead of just trying to read through, again, NCAA legalese, which, quite frankly, I'm not a lawyer. It always goes over my head. Uh, so more on that uh, during today's show overall. Uh, let us talk about some A-State men's basketball, though. Um, again, the Red Wolves in action last night at Alabama. And the final score there was 89-65. to 65. Look, any any time there's a loss, period, I'm I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be more negative than positive. But this is one of those games where it kind of just is what it is. I'm not mad today. I'm not in my feelings about this one today. I wasn't nearly as frustrated watching this one unfold last night as I was, say, maybe at the end of the Jackson State game uh, where Arkansas State lost last week. Uh, you knew going in it was it was going to be tough. Uh, Alabama is the reigning SEC champ. Uh, they are coming off a loss, so you knew they were going to be a little bit uh, coming out for, for blood, coming out to make a statement. And then very early uh, when that one tipped off, or, or right before it tipped off, when they announced the starting lineup, you knew that this A-State team was going to continue to be shorthanded. Uh, when they announced the starting lineup and it had neither Caleb Fields nor Terrence Ford in it, you're just like, all right, uh, no point guard for, for A-State. And life is difficult without a point guard. Uh, especially when you're in a season where you're trying to make an overall adjustment to the pace that A-State is trying to play at. The first half was not was not great. For a few different reasons. You know, A-State had 12 turnovers in the first half. And, and that kind of was was tough to watch. Because, again, you're having a guy play point guard that is not typically your point guard. Uh, normally your two guard in Taryn Todd. Uh, but uh, they did seem to... A-State did seem to settle in as the Red Wolves got deeper into the game. And in fact, there were some moments in the second half where I thought A-State did did some positive things overall. Um, Taryn Todd has shouldered a big load <laughs> over the past three halves. Uh, since halftime of that Little Rock game where he had to step up and kind of take on point guard duties. He's played a lot of minutes in the past couple of games and he is he has done admirably. Uh, 15 points is what he finished with. The shooting last night didn't get a ton of shots to fall. He was 5 of 18 from the floor. But again, he's having to take on some increased duties that he wouldn't normally do. And then uh, additionally, it was not a great night shooting overall on the road for A-State. There's a lot of conversations about the number of threes uh, this A-State team takes. One, we were told before the season started that this would be the case. Uh, that there would be a lot of shot geography with this team, and they were either going to shoot it from very, very close or very, very far away, and there really wasn't going to be anything in between. In terms of the very far away shooting, right now A-State is kind of middle in the pack, middle of the pack in in college basketball in three-point field goal percentage. 
There are about 40% of the teams in the country that that shoot it at a better clip than A-State does. Uh, Percentage-wise from three, there are about 40% of the teams in the country that shoot it at a a worse clip than A-State. So you're in the middle. Uh, The thing with with A-State, and I'd like to go back and and look more in-depth at the stats, at these these stats, is you just got what I I think are probably some pretty, pretty big home road splits. And... A-State's not the the only team in the country that is going to shoot it better at home than they do on the road. And so you've got a little bit of that uh, comfortability factor playing into the three-point percentage shooting. You've also got strength of opponent, which is significantly different on the road where A-State has played. The teams that it has in Wisconsin and Iowa and Alabama versus, you know, some of the the teams in Jonesboro. Uh, that haven't been quite as as highly rated in in the RPI or the the net that just came out or anything like that. Again, I uh, you would have been it would have been great to have been able to see a game that had a little bit closer of a of a final score. But I am going to continue to maintain with this one. It kind of it kind of is what it is. Uh, you do you just want this team to have some kind of forward momentum going into into conference play is the thing and so much of that just continues to hinge on if this team is ever going to get healthy for a while it was it was when is this team going to get healthy and and not to be a huge Debbie Downer but gosh you're almost starting to wonder if because of it uh, it seems like it's it's just uh continual continual setbacks there and it's it's different things it's not necessarily something you can you can point to for for one reason or another uh but uh you know hopefully fields return soon hopefully forward returns soon i'll have to double check on the timeline for hardnet i feel like when he you know he played he played one game early in the season and and was injured shortly after that and I feel like at that point in time, Coach Hodson told us that a best-case scenario was four weeks out for Hardnet. So it it should be getting closer to that time for him to return. But again, that was also a, a best-case scenario. So ideally, I guess with Hardnet, you'd want to get him a, a couple of games under his belt before conference play, just so he can be comfortable, so this team can be comfortable with him in the rotation, and and then move forward from there. But the thing that stinks right now is that this is this is a brutal month in terms of of the schedule, and nobody is going to take any any sympathy. Nobody's going to feel any sympathy on Arkansas State being being injured. So the guys that are there just have to do the best they can. And particularly in the second half last night, I, I felt like that was the case. In terms of, you know, some encouraging numbers statistically, mentioned five Red Wolves in double figures. I really like what Darian Ford has done lately. He finished with 12 points and, and five rebounds. It seemed like it took him a few games to get settled in. But what, these past three or so games, uh, he stepped up offensively and rebounding-wise and, and had some good good numbers. Uh, rebounds. Uh, A-State, I felt like, did did okay there. They were minus five overall on the glass, which is not a massive, massive deficit. And they actually had a good night on the offensive glass with 15 offensive rebounds. So they had the edge on on Alabama in in that statistic. Uh, You know, they did have five steals on the night, seven blocks on the night. Um, So you you can look at some numbers and see positive trends. And again, three turnovers in the second half. 
when it seemed like Taryn Todd got got a little bit more comfortable and everybody kind of got more comfortable in in some different roles than maybe initially expected. So uh, a, a positive there. Um, Hicks with ten, Nelson with ten, Dominguez with twelve. In terms of additional guys who were contributors scoring wise, and now of course A State has got UAB coming up. Uh, we'll hear. Coach Hodson talk about UAB here in just a moment, but uh, let's hear his overall uh, several clips from from Coach Hodson here last night from his post game tom- comments. By the way, these are kind of there's there's a, a couple different sources for these. Uh, some of these comments are from Coach Hodson's post game with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Some of these comments are from uh, his post game with with Alabama media. Of course, there was a Q&A session following the game due to, of course, the fact that Coach Hodson spent the past few years at Alabama. They were very familiar with him. So uh, if if you know, if you're wondering why there's music in the background of one and not another, that's that's why. But we'll start where, where Coach Hodson started with his uh, radio post game where he overall uh, brags on his guys in the way that they commit uh, they competed for 40 full minutes in Tuscaloosa. I, uh, I'm pleased with my guys, and uh, anybody that thinks any differently is crazy. Uh, we came in to, to play a team that just got knocked out of the top 25 today that plays one of the toughest schedules in college basketball. They've got some of the best transfers in the country. They had one of the top recruiting classes in the country, and my guys fought for 40 minutes. I'm down two, two starters, possibly three starters. Yeah. We're down to eight scholarship guys out here, and they fought for 40 minutes. And I know we didn't win the game, but as a coach in a, in a first year, uh, you, you got to find small victories, and, and we got one tonight. Continuing on here. In his uh, post game with the Alabama media, Coach Hodson just kind of gave his overall thoughts about, uh, well, several things. One, being back at Alabama, facing off against Coach Nate Oates, and also what's going on with A-State, what's going on with the Crimson Tide. First off, I, I mean, thankful for the opportunity to, to come and, and play this game. Um, I know Coach Oates, uh, to be honest with you, his scheduling, he's, he's normally trying to schedule the toughest schedule that he can. So for him to schedule me in, in year one means a lot. Um, Got a whole new roster, 11 new guys, obviously, whole new coaching staff, whole new system. Um, so really a, a little bittersweet to come back here and play. Um, got a lot of great memories here. Um, had a great four years here. Uh, won a lot of basketball games together. And, um, you know, we the, I think the best place that this thing did for me was uh, give, the, uh, give me the opportunity to coach my team at Arkansas State right now. So um, really thankful to be able to bring them back here and, and um, show them where I've spent my last four years and, um, and just appreciative of the opportunity. Uh, although we felt short, I thought my team grew tonight. Um, we're down five scholarship players. We had eight available scholarship players tonight. I'm down my two starting guards, my, my point guard and my two guard are both out, uh, and Laquille Hardnett, who could quite possibly be my starting center. Um, and but uh, but that's that's you know we're a lot. It's allowing us to grow. We're playing a tough schedule, obviously coming here and playing. So with that being said, I thought our guys competed for 40 minutes, which is something that we emphasized uh, going into the night. Um, and I thought Alabama did a great job. I thought they, you know, I know they've been preaching defense. They they obviously. You know, we went six for 30 from three, and I thought that they played a huge part in that. We mentioned the the load that, that Taryn Todd has had to carry over these past few games, and actually I think there was a game in the Acrisure Invitational as well where A-State was without Caleb Fields and, and uh, Terrence Ford as well. So when, when those guys are out, like we saw last night, like we saw in the second half against Little Rock, uh, he becomes A-State's de facto point guard, and right now he's leading the team in, in minutes played. I don't know if that's exactly how 
Coach Brian Hodgson would have would have drawn it up at the beginning of the season, but uh, right now, uh, Todd Todd doing what he can and uh, had a good night last night. Was out there for thirty seven minutes and again uh, double digit points and and just playing a, a lot of time out there on the court over these past few games. Yeah, he's he's not really a point guard and we we haven't helped him at all. We've thrown him into into uh, uh, the the point guard role way more than I wanted to and probably way more than he wants to. But you know what? He's getting better. And, uh, and so, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Terrence taking big steps, and I think we, we can get Terrence Ford back here soon, Caleb Fields back here soon, get this team healthy, and I really think we, we've got uh, uh, better days ahead. This team's growing every single game. Uh, there's a lot to be proud of about tonight. Continuing on, uh, Coach Hodgson was asking the point game, uh, in the point game, in the post game, about his system. We are all aware that this is uh, significantly uh, a, a system with a, a significantly higher pace. They want to have a, a ton more possessions than A State saw last year, and of course, it's not just the pace that makes this system different than what A State has has had going on the past few years. But he talks about you know the challenges of of installing that system, especially when you don't necessarily have a true point right now to run it. Yeah, so when you're playing as fast as they do and as fast as we're trying to play, we're not there yet. Um, but when you're playing as fast um, as Alabama does, uh, you've, you've got to get guys to learn how to play that fast while taking care of the basketball, uh, while making sound decisions, while making reads at a really, really fast pace. All those things are a lot easier to do when you're walking the ball up the floor and you're running sets for 20 seconds, right? So you're taking freshmen, transfers that played in a lot slower systems last year and, and and you're asking them to come in and play in one of the fastest offenses in the country while still being efficient and not turning the basketball over and that takes time and, and this group will figure it out um nate's in my mind the best offensive mind in the country uh this team's coming along defensively they did a great job against us um but it is it's tough it's tough to play that fast and then also the efficiency thing right you know every kid uh, every young man we recruit thinks the mid-range shot's his shot, right? And so, um, you know, getting them to buy into the shot selection piece and understand, um, you know, where where they want to play and where we want to play. I mean, um, we're, we're, we're doing pretty much everything they're doing, or trying to at least. And, and so um, it is. It's hard to learn for new guys. Uh, so I think this is a team that you'll see get better uh, every single game. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Lastly, for the I don't, Arkansas State people, I want to say congratulations to our football team. Coach Butch Jones is an Alabama guy. Uh, took them to, the, to a bowl game for the first time and since, 2019. since 2019. So really proud of our football team. That's, that's a huge deal for Arkansas State, and they did a great job. So congratulations to them. I was about to start talking over Coach Hodson because I forgot for a moment that he said that at the end. But, like, he's been, he's been very supportive of, of Butch Jones and, and his other – fellow A-State head coaches since he's been at the helm. Uh, I'm pretty sure, if I, if I recall correctly, flashing back to A-State media days, uh, I think it was Coach Huff that mentioned that Butch Jones and Brian Hodson, and, and he as well, kind of lived in the same neighborhood area in Tuscaloosa. So obviously a, a good relationship there between, between those guys. Just a couple more comments uh, I want to share with you. Um, and, and I'm going to 
share a comment here where Coach Hodson was asked about this year's Alabama team. Now, I'll be blunt with you. The grand scheme of things, I don't, I don't care about the Crimson Tide this year. I, I might glance at what they do again later on in the year just to kind of for a, for an A-State strength of schedule frame of reference, but I'm not really too concerned with the ins and outs of their team. That being said, I'm going to play this clip and then tell you afterwards why uh, I felt like it was it was important to share. Yeah, I think they're going to be really, really good. It's funny, I, you know, when you're on the outside looking in, you know, they're 5-2 and two and, and people on Twitter are acting like the wheels are falling off, right? You know, they the rest of the SEC is playing against uh, – you know, low major teams are playing a, a bunch of bye games at home, and, and Nate doesn't do that. You know, the Indiana State put team he played is a really good basketball team. You know, and obviously, you know, he's, he went Oregon, Clemson, uh, you know, go down, go down the line. And, and so um, to be, what, now 6-2, and two, I think that uh, the fan base in general has got to give this group a little bit of time because they're really, really talented, uh, but they're really young, and there's a lot of new faces. And I'm learning the hard way that the style that we play, um, that's not something you can teach overnight. And, uh, and so I think, I think they're going to be really, really good. I think if uh, some of the young guys, you know, Jaron Stevenson and, um, you know, even, even Rylan, Rylan's only a sophomore. You know, um, some of those young guys start to turn into sophomores, you know, by the time SEC rolls around. And Ryland starts to play like a junior by the time SEC rolls around. And, and uh, some, of those, some of those guys start to, start to figure it out on both ends of the floor. They're, they're going to have a chance to win the SEC again. Um, I'm a firm believer they got the best basketball coach in the SEC. I think it's pretty safe to say he's won two out of the last three, um, and he's got a lot of good talent over there, and he's got a great coaching staff. So this team's going to be just fine, and, and they're going to get better every single game they play. All right, here's why I wanted to to share that comment. Again, I'm not really too concerned with how what Alabama does this year. It, it doesn't really impact me, but but I feel like if you there's a couple of words in there that I feel like if you if you kind of replace them, it would be Brian Hodson talking about his own team. What I mean by that is when he was talking about young players and getting adjusted to a system, just replace the word young with new. Uh, when he's talking about newcomers figuring it out with Alabama, replace that with <laughs> with talking about players getting healthy for Arkansas State. And then what did he say at the end? Quote, this team's going to be fine. I think ultimately this A-State team is, is going to be fine uh, with the asterisk there of if, assuming this team, you know, gets gets healthy, it's going to look different in conference play. One more clip to share here coming up this weekend. Doublehead or women's basketball and men's basketball. Men in action taking on UAB and Coach Hodson talks about getting ready for that game. Yeah, that's a big one. UAB's a really good team. They're coming off a loss. They had a whole week to prepare for us. Uh, we've got we, to do a, uh, a great job preparing for them over the next couple days. And we need help from the people in Jonesboro. We, we need that place to be packed on Saturday. That's a big-time home game, one of the best home games they've had in uh, First National Bank Arena in a long time against a great coach and a potential NCAA tournament team. We need a home court advantage. Uh, so really need people to come out to that one. Again, some post-game comments from – A-State men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. A a quick note that I meant to mention yesterday while we're on the A-State men's basketball conversation. I know some of you got out and about uh, last weekend and went and caught a few of the Hurricane Classic games at Jonesboro High School. 
and Arkansas State signee Arshon King had a a great showing in in that event. First off, uh, Bartlett uh, was the champion, and they topped Rossview seventy four to fifty six Saturday in that championship game at Don Riggs Hurricane Gym. And then for the event, Arshon King was named Most Valuable Player, and so on Saturday. Of course, A-State played it Friday, uh, played at Little Rock the Friday night before, so Saturday, everybody back in Jonesboro. Uh, Coach Hodson was out there, took the team out there, and King finished with 15 points in that game. He had eight of those in the fourth quarter to to kind of help the the that Bartlett team pull away and secure the victory. Also, one more note on the Hurricane Classic. And let me pull up a, a screenshot here on my phone to make sure I read this correctly. But I saw this post on Facebook from Jonesboro Hurricane Athletics where they commented that following that championship game Saturday night, quote, Brian Hodson and his Arkansas State basketball team were at the Barry Pruitt Hurricane Classic tonight. They were watching the final game of the night when the game was over. We noticed Coach and his players picking up trash they helped pick up trash on one side of the gym. Such a classy thing to do. Thank you. End quote. We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll, we will circle back around to our KavanaughCars.com question. And also, well, it's probably about time to check in on the portal today. So that's what we'll do when we return. Keep it with us on the ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Most prices on the rise. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 465 up four and three quarters with March corn at 47 and a quarter of one and three quarters. January soybeans at 12.94 and a half down 11 and three quarters. March soybeans 13.15 and a half down 11. December wheat at 606 and a quarter up 10 and a half with March wheat at 626 and three quarters up six and a quarter. March cotton at 79.84 up 116 with May cotton at 80.43 up 101. January rice at 16.88 and a half down one and a half with March rice at 17.21 and a half up five. Moving on to livestock now, December live cattle at 168.12 and a half, up 87 and a half. February live cattle at 167.85, up 77 and a half. January feeder cattle at 214.35, up 382 and a half. March feeder cattle at 217.05, up 347 and a half. December lane hogs at 67.02 and a half, down 102 and a half. With February hogs at 69.62 and a half, down 117. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC, field tested and farmer approved. When choosing a lender for your agricultural business, it's smart to stay local. Farmers and Merchants Bank is rooted in Arkansas soil and has been a leader in ag lending for more than 75 years. Our community ties and knowledge of East Arkansas's ag industry ensure we can offer the best solutions to help you grow. Specialized products, competitive rates, and fast local service. At Farmers and Merchants Bank, growing your business is our business. Find your local ag lender at mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. There's no doubt about it. Being informed is key in the business of agriculture. You need the best return on your investment, and we're here to help. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson with the EAB Ag Network. Each and every weekday, we'll keep you informed with the latest news that affects our region and market prices as well. Stay tuned for reports on this EAB Ag Network radio station several times each weekday. The EAB Ag Network, keeping local farmers and ranchers in the know. 
Harvest your best deals today. It's peak time to harvest this year's best deals during Value Bonanza at WT Equipment. Right now, get a new Holland Workmaster, Power Star, Boomer, or T5 Series tractor for zero down with zero payments and interest for a year. Yes, no money down, no payments for 12 months, and no interest for 12 months. This month only. Whatever the job, these fuel-efficient, versatile tractors help you get it done. Hurry, this deal only lasts through December 31st, but inventory will not. Visit WT Equipment today. WT Equipment, your partner in progress. Oh, no, not again. Locked out? Jonesboro Lock and Key can get you in. Lose your key? We can even program you one on site and get you on the road in no time. Jonesboro Lock and Key is your trusted locksmith in Northeast Arkansas for auto, residential, and commercial locksmith services. Our skilled locksmiths can handle it all, even key fobs. The best part? We come to you. Jonesboro Lock and Key, proud to be voted best of NEA four years in a row. Give Jonesboro Lock and Key a call. 870-219-3723. That's 870-219-3723. Our family has been in the car business for almost 70 years. In that time, a lot of things have changed. One thing that has stayed the same is our commitment to customer service. At Glen Sains, our inventory is growing every day. Between all of our four stores, we'll have 400 units in stock at any given time. Whether you're looking to buy GMC, Chevrolet, Buick, or Ford, we look forward to serving you and your family for years to come. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. 870-9303-776 is the number to call. Asking you today, what's your favorite bowl game memory? Since this goes out to just about, just about every fan base. I think our friends at Texas State have never been to a bowl yet, so they're hoping to uh, make that memory happen coming up this bowl season. But for a lot of the rest of us, we can we can weigh in with maybe a bit of game we saw in person. At least definitely one that uh, we were able to watch on TV. Uh, Looking around Arkansas State right now, and and we'll hear Coach Butch Jones coming up at the second hour of the program, some of his comments from his press conference yesterday just regarding uh, not 100% all things bowling, but just kind of everything going on with A-State right now from bowling to portal to recruiting. Uh, That's all coming up in the the 1 o'clock hour. But right now, uh, if if you look at this A-State roster, there are at least nine departures that I am aware of at this point. Now, that's if you look at roster changes from Game 12 to the game notes that were released yesterday. Uh, if you look at the different portal sites and or social media from different players, that's kind of putting all of these in there together. And again, nine departures that I'm aware of for for A-State football. Now, I will tell you, I know that number seems like it's creeping up. It's going to continue to creep up. But half the guys that it, that have entered the portal so far for A-State were not statistical contributors 
this season. So you are probably seeing some guys being told, hey, you know, you're you're lower on the depth chart. We, we can't guarantee that that's going to be different next year. Uh, maybe you would have an opportunity for some more reps if you go somewhere else. So part of this is is players – well, there's just all kinds of things that go into it, obviously. I don't want to speak for anybody in terms of why they feel like the portal is their best choice. But, again, uh, nine is, is kind of the starting point for, for A-State. And that's – I don't know what average is per team. There are some teams where it looks like they got half the roster in the portal. But how many of those guys are, are actually contributors and how many are not? Something we'll have to wait and see once once the dust all settles. By the way, Taylor Doss, uh, the latest Red Wolf to enter his name in the portal, he announced that yesterday on social media. Looking at uh, at Doss this season, he only played probably somewhere in the neighborhood of of twenty five snaps or so on on defense. Probably contributed a, a, a few more than that on on special teams. I think overall this year he had one tackle and, yes, one one tackle so far this season. Uh, last season was probably, well, the last two seasons were were statistically better. 37 tackles last year, 44 tackles in 2021. Uh, but he is a junior safety, so just a little bit thinner there. It's uh, defensive back. Also, Christian Hunt, according to the portalreport.com, is in the portal, and he was uh, a walk-on player there at the quarterback position. So, so right now, again, when you're looking at at the the hits, the the statistical hits for a state in the portal, Javante Mackey remains the only starter that has put his name in the portal thus far. Although uh, some other contributors that that are in there, I did uh, start to look briefly at at NIU. And what is going on with the Huskies in the portal? Because obviously they're they're going to be impacted as well. And and kind of like a state is is what it looks like so far in the sense that there's certainly several different names uh, that that are in the portal at this point in time. But not knowing the in and outs of of that roster, I can't tell you how many of those are are significant. Uh, it does appear that their leading receiver. Is is in the portal, a uh, young man by the name of Trayvon Rudolph. Uh, he was, you know, statistically significant there for NIU. Also, their return guy, so they have a little bit of a, a twofold hit with his departure. A four-year safety by the name of C.J. Brown is also departing NIU as well. Now, I haven't listened to any comments from their head coach or anything like that. So, so they could be they could be one of the teams that is uh, that is allowing portal players to continue to play in the bowl game. But, of course, we know from Butch Jones' comments yesterday that A-State is not going to be one of those teams. Uh, but I'll look around and see if we can find any kind of clarification uh, from NIU on that again right now. Uh, that's It's a short list, a short list of teams who are allowing their portal guys to continue to take part in bowl festivities. But we'll see if we can find out for sure if NIU is going to be one of those or not. Uh, a little bit of a time crunch 
right now because I am forever bad at time management on this show. So let's go ahead and step aside, take our final break of this noon hour. We'll have we'll have phone lines up during the break though. 8709303776. We'll return right after this on the ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to two on the Ticket Radio Network and beyond. Trick and this is above the noise. Coming into last night's game, the Jacksonville Jaguars look like a top team in the AFC. Trevor Lawrence playing some of his best football, and the team was sitting pretty at 8-3. That all came crumbling down last night in a loss to the Jake Browning-led Bengals. Jacksonville's defense made Browning look like Joe Burrow surrendering 34 points. Trevor Lawrence limped off the field with an ankle injury, and the loss turned the AFC South into maybe the tightest division in the NFL. The Colts and Texans are now at 7-5, right on the heels of the Jags. That doesn't bode well for a team set to travel to face that Cleveland defense this next weekend, perhaps without their star quarterback. Not to mention the team will follow that up by hosting the 9-3 Ravens. The Jags certainly have the talent to overcome the obstacles, but with Lawrence's health now in doubt, Houston and Indy on a tear. The race for the AFC South is just starting to heat up. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Fall is officially here, and that means football and whiskey season is in full swing. And there's no better way to enjoy the game than with Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey, the official whiskey of The Dan Patrick Show. Crafted by distilling legend Brian Nation, former master distiller of Jameson and Redbreast whiskeys, Keeper's Heart is a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey and bold American whiskey for a completely new taste experience. Whether you enjoy it neat, on the rocks, or in a signature cocktail, it's the ultimate game day companion. In just two short years, Keeper's Heart has already earned over 120 awards, including World's Best Irish Whiskey for their 10-year single malt. Visit KeepersHeartWhiskey.com, use the promo code DAN2023, get a $10 discount on your purchase. Plus, surprise the whiskey lover in your life with a free custom label, a perfect holiday gift you can order directly on their website. This fall, elevate your game day with Keeper's Heart Whiskey and make it your MVP as you cheer on your team. Made a fortune. No way. How'd you find out it was worth that much? We used this awesome website, arhomevalue.com. It was a game changer. It's brought to you by Dustin White Realty. They know their stuff. Plus, arhomevalue.com is quick and easy to use. Don't miss out on getting top dollar for your home. Go to arhomevalue.com today. Brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Top dollar for your home sale is just a click away. arhomevalue.com. Are you having neck or back pain? Then call us at the Scarborough Clinic. Being dual licensed as both a chiropractor and a nurse practitioner, we have treatment options that you won't find anywhere else in Northeast Arkansas. From acupuncture to chiropractic, from medication to trigger point injections, we'll put together a treatment plan to get you feeling better. So give us a call at 870-238-8707 or visit us on the web at scarboroughclinic.com. Come see us at the Scarborough Clinic. We'll get you in and out. So I'm apartment hunting and having this debate with a landlord. Like I said, no pets. Just can't rent you the unit. Yeah, he's a dog, but sir, he's not a pet. He's four-legged, he's hairy, he's on a leash, that's a pet. No, Henry is an assistance animal. Look, I'm legally blind. Couldn't you make a reasonable accommodation for my guide dog? Young lady, you can call your canine friend anything you want. Those are the rules. Rules? Rules that allow for housing discrimination? So I made a call to HUD to confirm that, indeed, landlords must make reasonable accommodations for assistance animals. And now we're so happy in our new apartment. 
If you think you've been discriminated against because of your disability, race, color, religion, national origin, sex, or familial status, call the HUD hotline, 1-800-669-9777, or go to hud.gov slash fairhousing. File a complaint. Make something happen. Fair housing is your right. Use it. A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Just a couple minutes left here in this noon hour. We do have the phone open. If you can make it short at 870-930-3776 on the Right Fiber Hotline. Asking you today for our KavanaughCars.com question. What's your favorite bowl game memory? Uh, Kat was the first to weigh in on Twitter saying, quote, that blocked field goal. Without question, I still watch that video now and again to relive the good times. That was a bowl daddy bowl. Go daddy bowl. (laughs) Victory back in 2014 following the 2013 season. So it was uh, sandwiched between the Harson era and the Anderson era in what was actually take two of the John Thompson era and uh, again 23 to 20 was the final score in that one at Lad People's Stadium in Mobile, Alabama and a lot of good moments now and it was one of the first times we saw a significant amount of, of Freddie Knighton as he came in and kind of led that game winning drive uh, but uh, it was Ryan Carruthers that ultimately Got to kind of play hero on the night as he stuck a very large hand into the air to block a Ball State field goal as time expired, and uh, twenty-three to twenty was the final in that one. I was I was thinking about that earlier. I think I think that might have been the last A State football game I've watched from the from the stands, which is actually kind of sad because that was almost a decade ago kind of missed that that fan experience I mean sure you've got you know the the climate controlled area of of the press box but you don't necessarily feel that same fan energy you certainly don't get to hear the conversations around you uh, it just kind of muffles all the 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 yelling and the excitement and all of that it was a really good time it was a game where everybody was kind of in in disbelief because you were trying to figure out as it unfolded what exactly was going on of course, at the GoDaddy Bowl, they didn't exactly have um, state-of-the-art uh, jumbotrons or anything uh, like that. So, just trying to watch that unfold and figure out what exactly just happened when you didn't have the access of, of instant replay that is always practically at our fingertips now. It was uh, just a little bit of, of disbelief in a good way that Arkansas State was able to come out ahead in that one and uh mobile was fun mobile was was almost always fun they state didn't always win the game in mobile in fact the last trip there in 2015 was not as fun against toledo but uh certainly seemed like a state was always able to to win the party in mobile and honestly that's one of the reasons why i thought that might have been this year's a state bowl destination because of how well the the fan bases thought of it. But hey, 
That's not a complaint. I'm, I'm thrilled to be going to Montgomery. And most of the reason for that is just because it's, it's going to be a great place for the A-State faithful to be able to travel and show up and support this team. We'll have more Bowl Talk with you coming out uh, coming up in the next segment. In fact, uh, we'll have some audio with you from A-State football's Butch Jones. So that's on the way. Also in the second hour of the program, a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, in studio at 1.30. So much more between now and then as well. But uh, keep it here with us. We'll return after the break for more of the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. This is Will Oswald, your Tuesday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. A rough one on the capstone for A-State men's basketball last night as Alabama rolled past the Red Wolves 89-65 in Tuscaloosa. All five Red Wolves starters finished in double figures led by Taryn Todd's 15 points. A-State hosts UAB Saturday in Jonesboro as part of a men's and women's doubleheader. The Razorbacks, the winner last night in Fayetteville, beating Furman 97-83 at Bud Walton Arena. Caleb Battle off the bench for the game in season high 25 points to hit the 1,000-point mark for his career. The Hogs take on 19th-ranked Oklahoma on Saturday in Tulsa. Women's action last night, a road victory for UAPB at SMU in Dallas. 78-76, Say Green with a game-high 23 for the Golden Lions. And in football, Arkansas State picks up a couple of commitments for the 2024 class yesterday from running back Jalen Bordley of Texarkana, Texas, and offensive lineman Baker North out of Kansas City. Bringing you the best deal on tires for 60 years. That's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Are you looking for a great gift that's easy to get? How about a gift that keeps on giving? Think Super 10's Window Tenant. Get that special someone a gift card from Super 10's in any amount you'd like. It just takes minutes and you're in and out. So if there's someone on your Christmas list driving around with no tent, think Super 10's. It's the gift that keeps on giving day after day, year after year. There's a lifetime warranty on all their tent jobs. And with over 50 years of combined experience, these guys are the professionals. Great customer service and top of the line Lumar window films made in America. Let our family take care of your family's window tinting needs and don't let your family drive around without the protection they need this christmas not only does window tent make every vehicle look better it also protects your skin from uv rays it gives you an extra layer of privacy and it insulates your ride keeping it warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer call super tents 870-933-TINT that's 870-933-8468 or stop by super tents at 3212 east nettleton next to shadrach's coffee and sun super tents tent with the best or fade like the rest impress your Guess this Christmas with top quality name brand furniture, mattresses, and accessories from Gamble Home Furnishings. Gamble's Home for the Holiday Sale is happening now. Make a donation of a new toy and unlock exclusive savings up to $750. This Christmas, give your home the gift of elegance and style, all while giving back with Gamble's annual toy drive, benefiting the children's home in Paragold. Shop Gamble's in the Farville Curve and on Highland in Jonesboro. Gamble Home. Shop local. Give local. First quality roofing have been local roofing. 
roofing experts for over 20 years. And they pride themselves on using only premium materials for every residential and commercial roofing job. At First Quality Roofing, they're not just roofers. Need a deck built? They can do it. Sheetrock work? No problem. No job is too big or too small for Walter and the crew. So whether it's a leaky roof, a complete roof replacement, or any other home improvement project, call First Quality Roofing, 870-316-2381. Experience the difference with Walter and the crew at First Quality Roofing. At Dirksen Hospice, we understand that every moment matters. In your time of need, we're here to provide support for you and your loved ones. Our dedicated team is committed to creating a caring and personal experience tailored to your unique needs all around Northeast Arkansas. Whether it's pain management, emotional support, or just a friendly face to talk to, we're here for you every step of the way. When you choose Dirksen Hospice, you're not just choosing a service, you're choosing a family. To learn more about our compassionate care, find us on Facebook, Dirksen Hospice, because you and your loved ones deserve the very best. Has your child swallowed your medicine, your laundry detergent, your nail polish remover? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you inhaled paint thinner, glue, pesticides? Call the Poison Helpline. Have a question about a dose, a fume, something your kid just drank? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. One whole hour through <laughs> today's show. I know. Such a such an incredible feat. We're going to pause for a few seconds here to give ourselves pats on the back and then resume talking about, uh, well, whatever we were talking about before. Part of that, of course, includes the KavanaughCars.com question asking you what's your favorite bowl game memory. This goes out to any fan base, by the way. Of course, obviously, some of my favorite bowl game memories are A-State related, but yours does not have to be. A little bit of a free-for-all today. 9303776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Right Fiber is an internet provider that's different in all of the right ways. No contracts, no hidden fees, and you get unlimited data. You can check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. Here in just a couple minutes, we're going to hear some comments from A-State's Butch Jones. As of course, he talks a little bit about the Red Wolves going bowling as well as Some of the other things going on uh, currently with this college football timeline. December is bonkers, obviously. You got the portal, uh, you got signing day coming up December 20th, you got bowl prep. There's probably other stuff. There's a carousel going on, which um, is not going to impact Arkansas State from a head coach scenario. But of course, there's always a million assistants that change programs during this time of year as well. And by the way, not that I've heard any rumors there. It's just just strictly looking at it from like an odds percentage. It's more likely that a team is going to lose an assistant than it is to keep them all intact. Again, no rumors like that. I'm just kind of looking at the percentages more than anything else. So comments from Butch Jones here in just a moment. A reminder that at 1.30 uh, we are going to talk with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. And also between those two segments, we're going to try if we can figure out exactly what NCAA President Charlie Baker 
sent out today with his letter in regards to how schools can perhaps start paying athletes directly via NIL and and a trust. So we'll try and squeeze all of that in this hour. But as mentioned, you know, let's start here with some some nuggets from A-State head football coach Butch Jones. There's always debate among every fan base about, you know, what makes a good bowl game. You know, looking at the opponent, looking at the the TV network or whatever. But But for me... When I'm looking at whether or not a bowl game is a good bowl game or not as good of a bowl game, it just has a lot to do with who all can go. I feel like bowl games are just, at heart, big old celebrations for for your fan base. And, of course, those parties are a little bit more fun if you win. But the more people that can go to this party, the better of a bowl it is. And for that reason, Montgomery, to me, is is a top-tier bowl when you look at it from that lens. And Coach Jones talks about uh, the Red Wolves going to play in Montgomery. Yes, and, and that's a good point. And I think when you really go through the bowl selection, every football program has an identity. And so when these bowls are selecting these teams, the first thing they look at is the fan bases, um, the excitement of their football program, and will they travel. And so, again, uh, I think we have a very good portfolio. I think we have a very good reputation. So to be able to go to Montgomery, you know, I expect to see a lot of Red Wolves there. And, and again, even for our fans, I think a 23rd date is very welcoming because it's right before Christmas. It's an 11 o'clock game on the 23rd. So then you can get back to all your, your Christmas festivities and the holidays and all that that everyone you know, goes through. So I think the timing is really good for our fan base. I think the location is really good. You know, it's an anniversary game. It's the 10th anniversary of the Camellia Bowl. So there's a lot of things uh, that go into it that I think will be really, really attractive for our fan base. Here's the, here's the only thing I don't love about this Camellia Bowl matchup. You got a black and red team against a black and red team. You know, you go back to 2019 in Montgomery, if if you saw a fan walking down the street, you knew if they were <laughs> a fan of your team or not, because FIU is out there in in like blue and gold. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to walk up somebody up close and take a peek at the logo uh, on their shoulder before you know with this one. But again, that's just that's so minor and so goofy. I'm I'm well aware of that. Of course, uh, the Red Wolves have 18 days between now and when that game will kick off against NIU, and there's so much going on. Coach Jones outlines the next few weeks, not just for the team as it prepares for the Camellia Bowl, but for the program uh, with Arkansas State football. Well, it's ever-evolving, but, you know, the biggest thing, there's so many things that you have to do. Obviously, uh, we're in the recruiting phase now. We're in the contact period, so recruiting is full speed ahead. So we have to make sure that, you know, we're ensuring the future of our program through this recruitment process. And you can't become lackadaisical. You can't take a step backwards. Uh, so I'm hitting the ground running as soon as the press conference is over with. And so, you know, we'll really focus on recruiting. And then next week it's recruiting of our current team. It's recruiting from on campus. Um, you know, and there's so many, like, friends of the program that have done so much for this football program. So, like, you know, I'm allowed one home visit. Well, we're in the middle of recruiting. 
So next week it's going to have to be when we're back on campus, I may have to fly somewhere and use somebody's plane, go do a home visit, and then get right back to our current team. And we've had so many people in our community that have been so gracious to us of, of allowing us to have that maybe competitive advantage to be able to do that. And we're going to need that moving forward. Uh, but, you know, next week is more about, you know, continue to recruit, continue to develop your current team, recruiting your current team, you know, managing the transfer portal. There may be midweek visits. So it's going to be it's going to be extremely ongoing. But you know what? You wouldn't want it any other way. We're playing in a bowl game. I'm very thankful and grateful for that, playing a very, very good football team. That's going to be a great challenge. And right now, uh, our coaches have done a really good job with the recruiting process, and our current players have done a good job with that recruitment process as well. So with the bowl prep, you know, the, the maximum number of practices that you can have, you got, you got 15 practices all day, which if you're a team that is playing, you know, January 1st, you've got a month to fit those in. Now, A-State has, has 18 days. Uh, you eliminate uh, the well. It's 18 days until the bowl game, so obviously you're eliminating the day of the game. Uh, you're eliminating a day in there for travel, and then in addition to that, you have got some significant academic things going on right now. I'm not sure exactly when the the finals are scheduled for on the A State campus, but I mean it's it's in this window, right? So you've got a significant academic load that's going on right now as well. So Coach Jones talks about, you know, how many of these practice sessions A-State is going to be able to take advantage of. Yeah, you're allowed 15. You never really get to that. Um, But we'll try to – it's a balancing act. We'll try to take advantage as many as possible. You know, we'll probably get 8 to 10 in, which, you know, in the past, you know, when the season ended, we went right into our off-season strength and conditioning program. Then they had the long – break and so now to be able to still have our players here uh, and, and again it's your younger players that haven't maybe played as much in their first or second years that get those extensive reps you know the the mental development as well in terms of your schemes and all those things that go into it the special teams continued growth and development so there's a lot that goes into that so we'll try to take advantage of those practice opportunities Continuing here, uh, Coach Jones was asked a little bit of anything and everything throughout this press conference, which is good because, again, there's so much going on. But, of course, last week we saw – or was it last week or – yeah, the end of last week. My weeks are blurring together, and I apologize. Uh, we saw the postseason Sunbelt Awards come out. And, of course, A-State's Jalen Rayner was honored as the freshman of the year. Coach Jones weighs in on just how huge of an accomplishment that is. It's a big accomplishment, and I think he would be the first to tell you that's a byproduct of everyone else around him as well. And I think what you find out is something that we've been talking to our players a lot about is, you know, football is the greatest team sport, greatest team game there is. But when you win, it allows itself for individual accolades to come your way. And if you look at it, you know, in our first two years we didn't have one Dominic Zavada was our only first team all conference player and if you look at even go back to last season or going into this season rather you look at the preseason all conference list we didn't have very many individuals on there now all of a sudden they have nine individuals on that list 
have a freshman of the year, all those things, well, that comes, that's a byproduct of winning, you know, and respect now of your opponents for what we've been able to do. More from Coach Jones. I know, of course, you flash back to that, that regular season finale, uh, the Red Wolves at Marshall, and you had Jacob Bayer out, you had Zach Wallace out, and you had some other guys specifically on, on the offensive line that were that were visibly limping by the time the game was over. Uh, so you knew that team was, was beat up. But now that, uh, again, you're going to have uh, several weeks there between the end of the regular season and the bowl game, Coach, how healthy is this A-State team going to be once they get to Montgomery? You know, I do. Um, you know, there'll be a few exceptions as the portal opens up, um, which is expected, and that's kind of the world of college football. But in terms of our health and our status, you know, this is very well needed. Uh, we were a pretty uh, beat-up football team going in the last game at Marshall, so to be able to have that time to get back in the training room is big. So all the individuals that had injuries, we fully anticipate they'll be available for the bowl game. Again, do want to reiterate uh, where he mentions, you know, the the rosters being different and, and due to the portal and things like that. Uh, portal play, Players who portal uh, for Arkansas State will not participate in the bowl game. Again, we've, we've said it a few different times, but just want to make clear. And, and I asked that question personally because I wanted to make clear. You kind of assume that's the case, but again, since there's no NCAA rule that says it has to be one or the other, you never just want to... Never want to assume. If you can get things clarified, that is always the best bet. So, again, no portal players for A-State participating in the bowl game. Now, the benefits of the bowl we we went through yesterday. They're huge just in general, the extra practices, uh, the good vibes for your fan base, the opportunity uh, to to get above 500. I mean, the the list is, 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 is pretty long, but it would be even longer if A-State was able to close out the season with the win, and Coach Jones talks about uh, what kind of a, a springboard that would be into the off season. It provides momentum in moving forward. You know, it's momentum of going into next season. It's really kind of the first game of the next of the upcoming season, and it's also closure for your seniors. So there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, there's a lot of momentum, um, and there's a lot to build upon. Whether you win or lose the game, you know, you can learn a lot. It's another evaluation tool. Um, and again, our young players in our program now are learning how to win. They're experiencing what winning brings about, but they're also now starting to experience with winning comes expectations and you can't be the same. You know, you have to constantly evolve and how are you getting better and having that plan? And I think just Every coach met with every single one of their players. We mapped out an individual improvement plan over the bowl game, kind of where they were at, okay, where did they need to go, kind of get their thoughts and their feelings on how their first year went. So, you know, you look at a lot of these these young freshmen, they've experienced so much since arriving in June. And so, you know, it's a program expectation of winning and going to bowl games. So now to be able to have that foundation and moving forward is great for the future of the program a couple more comments here from coach jones i didn't realize i'd split up so many so i started looking at the sheet uh but uh but of course also right now in addition to to bowl prep and things like that look it's it's portal madness uh i've got the portal com currently pulled up right now 
and just looking at the overall numbers right now in the portal uh, well over a thousand players there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 players in the Sun Belt uh, that have put their name in the portal you've got uh, nine not necessarily that have all declared for the portal right now but but nine players that that were on the game 12 roster for a state that uh, are either not on the roster for the bowl game or have uh, publicly entered their name in the the portal database so it's just it's it's insanity and, and coach Jones talks a little bit about about that insanity and just general portal thoughts yeah you know a lot of thoughts um, you know I'm, I'm I'm spearheading I'm leading a charge to get a committee of football coaches together to really kind of get um, some some standards and some guidelines with the transfer portal you know just like anything I think the intent was really good and it benefits a lot of people and it's great it's it's all about the welfare of the student athlete but also with every intent comes consequences and I also think that uh, there's a lot of things of what the transfer portal was intended to do is not met reality and so as an industry how can we get and really protect the interest of the student athlete. There are so many third parties and so many different things that are involved, and it's it's you know it continues to grow and grow and grow. And I think if as an industry, if we just turn our head and just say, "Well, it is what it is," we're never going to make it the best that it can possibly be. So again, um, it's part of the fabric now of college football. It is what it is. Uh, so you have to adapt and adjust. And, uh, you know, we've been able to do that here, you know, but, you know, foreseen any unforeseen circumstances, I expect most of our team to be intact. One more clip here from Coach Jones. I know this was a really lengthy audio segment, but again, he just covered so many different topics going on. And one more uh, to talk about as now it's 15 days away from signing day. The early signing period this year begins December the 20th, Wednesday. So the Red Wolves will be in Montgomery. Uh, we'll be there in Montgomery bringing you signing day coverage. At last check, there were 18 players committed to the Red Wolves, according to 24-7 Sports. And as Coach Jones right now, all right, so are you still are you still looking to add uh, in terms of high school recruits? Are you retaining only at this point? And it's a little bit of an, an all-of-the-above kind of answer. Combination of all that. You know, you're always looking – how you build a program is you're always looking to out-recruit last year's class. That's the challenge. And so you're always looking to out-recruit that class. You know, is there a player out there, you know, that can make you better? You know, and that's why we do a national search in recruiting, and we'll always continue to do that. But I think it's ever-evolving. Um, you know, and these early practices also afford you the luxury to really evaluate even more of your young talent in your program and assess kind of where you're at with everything. So I think that'll be, you know, constant evolving in terms of the recruitment and the numbers and all that that goes along with that. And that was it. Those were all of the comments from A-State head football coach Butch Jones. Now, that, those were not all of his comments, period. As you can find, uh, that full press conference on on social media, A-State Athletics always always posting uh, that information. But uh, those were some of the most pertinent comments wanted to share with you all. Uh, but uh, 
just went blank. Uh, just a reminder, you can help A-State Athletics and our Red Wolf student-athletes right now by donating to the Impact Club. You can make a monthly commitment, get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access that you're not going to find anywhere else. You can find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled with a pack, I-M-P-A-C-K-T, club.com. Uh, let's step aside and and uh, and take a break. I want to see if we can follow up on this uh, NCAA story, uh, what Charlie Baker had to say earlier today. More on that when we return here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Unwrap holiday deals on tires and wheels this month at Local Tire and Wheel, where you can get started on the tires you require and the wheels you desire for only $25 out of pocket with no payments until next year. See, Local Tire and Wheel believes that everyone should have the option to travel on safe and dependable tires. Because let's be real, no one wants to be stranded on the side of the road in the cold. But most of us don't budget for tires. But when we need them, we need them. And that's where Local Tire and Wheel comes in. Get four brand new tires today with nine months same as cash. Payments to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you nine months to pay? Plus all Local Tire and Wheel deals include roadside assistance and our road hazard protection program. And we offer $50 in referral cash back. And this month, you can get started on any in-stock tires or wheels for only $25 out of pocket with no payments until next year. Unwrap holiday deals on tires and wheels at Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro and localtireandwheel.com. My name is Khadija Watson. I've worked at Hydro for seven years. I'm the process specialist over the paint booth. The people are amazing to work with. I would love to retire with them. I've been here for seven years now. Not one day do I not come in here without a smile on my face. For over 75 years, Hytrol has created relationships and material handling technology that move the world. You can find out more at Hytrol.com. Like any winning team, it takes hard work, communication, and a desire to be the best. All of us at George Kell Motors in Newport work hard to be the best so that our customers enjoy a pleasant, no-hassle experience when it comes to buying a new vehicle. No games, no gimmicks. Call us at 870-523-2792. View our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com or come see us in Newport off Highway 67, exit 85. Our team is ready to support the Red Wolves, and we're ready to go to work for you. George Kell Motors and GMC, we are professional grade. Looking for affordable health insurance for you or your family for 2024? The open enrollment period is your chance to enroll in a plan that fits your needs and budget. Call Woody Harrelson today, 870-897-5000. That's 897-5000. Or come by 2512 Alexander Drive in Jonesboro to find the right Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield ACA plan for you. But act fast. The open enrollment period ends January 15th. Woody Harrelson is a soliciting agent for Arkansas Blue Cross. Plans available only to residents of Arkansas. Visiting with A-State Center, Jacob Bear about his on-field celebrations with the offensive line. The O-line celebrations, I feel like, are par none on the team. You'll see it in the bowl game. Now, wait a minute. You're telling us you already have the bowl game offensive lineman celebration plan? Uh, it's definitely planned. We're going to try and mix it up some. We don't want to keep the same one, but there's definitely something in the books that we've already talked about during the O-line meetings. It's the Second to None podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast imagine battling cancer and actually beating it you feel like you've just come out of the woods only to discover you're about to go over another cliff 
Hi, I'm Kathy Bates, and as a two-time cancer survivor, I can tell you nothing prepared me for the challenge of lymphedema, a chronic disease often brought on by cancer treatment that compromises the lymphatic system and leads to a lifetime of severe swelling and pain. Lymphedema, LE, affects more Americans each year than AIDS, Parkinson's, MS, muscular dystrophy, and ALS combined. Yet with proper treatment, it can be managed or even prevented. That's why I urge everyone facing a cancer diagnosis to be your own best advocate. Discuss LE with your doctor before undergoing surgery. With patients and doctors working together, we can learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Just a couple minutes here that we'll have the phone lines open at 870-9303-776. Again, voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, joining us in studio at 1.30. But in the meantime, our KavanaughCars.com question, what is your favorite bowl game memory? Uh, I'm a sucker for a good parody account on Twitter. Some of you out there are very creative, uh, very interesting <laughs> with your with your choice of parody accounts. And uh, this answer coming to you from... The ghost of Timo, who says that his or her favorite bowl game memory, Arkansas State versus Kent State, Q. Lee, tackling the quarterback on a fourth down and a few to lock in the win. Agreed. Another great memory there. All right. So the NCAA thing that is that is going on today is well quite frankly it's 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 a lot um it could be a massively seismic shift in the way that NCAA athletics are ran overall because president charlie baker has written a letter to division 1 institutions and has kind of proposed a rule change that would allow schools for the first time to pay their student-athletes in ways that are not tied to educational resources. I'm reading a article here from Dan Murphy of ESPN, who tries to paraphrase this in, in a non-legalese way. But if Division I schools choose to adopt these rules and opt into this proposal, they would be allowed to enter into name, image, and likeness deals directly with their athletes, and it would create a trust for athletes to allow those schools to create its own set of rules for recruiting transfers, roster size, and a wide range of other policies. The proposed model would require schools in this Division I subdivision to set, it, to set aside at least $30,000 per athlete every year for at least half of their athletes in a, quote, Enhanced Educational Trust Fund, end quote. It doesn't define the letter that Charlie Baker wrote, doesn't uh, say which schools would fall into which subdivision, but instead says the framework would give the schools the option to decide. So basically, let's look at, at A-State's case. There are a little bit over, I think, 300 student-athletes on the Arkansas State campus. But we'll say 300 because it's an easy number to, to break down the math. Again, there's, there's a few more than that, but we're going to go with 300. 
So you have to give 30K every year to at least half of your student athletes. So that means 30K minimum to 150 student athletes minimum. And I believe you have to have equal numbers of, of men and women because this is going to be, you know, part of, uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, Title IX is going to come into this as well. So in the case of A-State, you'd be looking at $4.5 million per year that A-State Athletics would have to put in an educational trust fund. Now, again, this is news that came out this morning, so we're all kind of learning about this together. And this is just a proposal. It is not legislation that has been, by any stretch, voted on yet. But I would imagine for several schools, this will be very appealing. We will continue to follow up on this, uh, not just today, but this week, of course, as we learn more. But uh, it's about time to welcome in Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, to the program. We'll step aside before we do that. He'll be with us after the break here on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Play it against sports wants to pay you money. <laughs> Now that I have your attention. Play it Against Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Play it Against Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Play it Against Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Play it Against Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Nebo Auto Center, your original new car alternative, has been a Northeast Arkansas staple for over 20 years. If you're in the market for a late model, low mileage car, truck, or SUV, go see the experienced hassle-free staff at Nebo with a well-stocked lot of vehicles that fit almost any budget. Check out the inventory and apply for credit online at NeboAuto.com and go see them at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, just south of the bypass. Just look for the red roof. We go Nebo. Hey y'all, Matthew Cox here at Cox Implement. We've almost made it. Lawnmower season is coming to a close and at Cox that means one thing. It's time to save hundreds or even thousands during our end-of-the-year blowout zero-turn mower sales. Our elite lineup of XSmart Bad Boy Ferris and Alto zero-turn mowers guarantees you a strong, durable, and dependable zero-turn that will last you for years. If you've been waiting on the best deal of the year, now's your chance. Only at Cox Implement in Hoxie, Highland, or Jonesboro. Cox Implement. Equipment you can count on people you can trust more homes are using metal roofing than ever before discount metal roofing supplies in truman is offering discount prices to the public and has everything you need to install your metal roof a roof from discount metal roofing supplies is built to last much longer than asphalt shingles going 40 to 60 years and beyond plus it gives you durability to the elements and in the long run is going to save you money discount metal roofing supplies 200 west main building 39 in truman and call 870-418-079 What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe and is the best way to protect that legacy. 
You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine. It took me a long time to make this call. My buddies from the Army are all gone now. I feel so stuck. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral, or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan still hanging out with you in the ticket studio after he gets done patting himself on the back. We'll welcome in voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, as well. Don't act like you're not impressed. We My timing have. impeccable. Today. It was. It was. It. Uh, I mean, perfect timing. Set down. Got comfortable just in time for the drum solo to finish, and so <laughs> so we're off and running. Obviously, look a ton going on with with Arkansas State athletics right now. But uh, let's let's kind of start last night and, and work our way backwards. Okay. Uh, East State men's basketball in in Tuscaloosa. A game that the Crimson Tide won by, you know, a, a sizable margin at 24 points. But uh, I thought, you know, particularly there in, in the second half, A-State found found a couple things it could, could build on. Yeah, it was a big challenge going in, facing one of the better teams we'll see, if not the best team we'll see on the schedule all season long. And you had to do it without two of your starters and Caleb Fields and Terrence Ford out. And, you know, Terrence Todd is not – a point guard necessarily and he was kind of thrust into that role and you know he played 37 minutes last night and thought he handled it pretty well and yes you know there's a a third guy that's been missing since the first game of the season that's Laquil Hardnett and you know you're missing some big weapons so I think that um, it's it's a challenge right now especially when you face a team the caliber of an Alabama but you're right I, I thought there were some really positive things to take out of that game in the second half and look it's not like Alabama was sitting down their starters in the second half we were playing the same guys uh, throughout that entire second half of basketball but you know to only turn it over three times especially in a game as fast-paced as that I think is uh, pretty amazing for uh, an entire half of play. After 12 turnovers in the first half, just the three turnovers in the second half, we had 15 offensive rebounds, which was more than uh, Alabama had on the night. And uh, I-, I thought there were some guys that really played well. And uh, Isaiah Nelson certainly been, being one of those. I thought he played his best game of the season so far. He had 10 points, seven rebounds. He had three block shots. And I thought – he more than held his own against the bigs for Alabama. 
over the past couple of games, we've also seen, you know, it, it just looks like Darian Ford has gotten more yeah. comfortable, more settled in, and he's he's become more of a scoring threat over these past few games. Yeah, been a lot more aggressive, too. And I, I like the way he attacked the basket a little bit more last night. And, yeah, he's averaging, I think, 14 a game the last three games now after getting off to a little bit of a slow start offensively, which you should expect. You know, it's his first significant playing time. Uh, since coming to A-State or uh, since becoming a Division One player. And I think that, uh, that he's been playing a lot better over the course of the last week, and I expect him to just get more and more comfortable out there. Looking ahead, it uh, should be a really fun day overall at First National Bank Arena on, on Saturday because you got the doubleheader, you got some good opponents, but, but UAB is, is going to be a challenge. I mean, what, what to know about the Blazers? Yeah, you, the uh, obviously have a very good head coach and Andy Kennedy, who's uh, been doing this a very long time. It's a UAB program that was in the finals of the NIT a season ago. And uh, it's a important game. I think it's the only home game yeah. in the month of December. So you need to take advantage of the, the home floor. You'd like to be able to win this game before you play those final two non-conference games on the road against Louisville and Belmont and, and then after that, conference play is here. So I think this is an important game coming up this weekend. And I think it should be a good matchup on Saturday. Hopefully we have a good crowd out there. It's a wide out on Saturday. So uh, looking forward to, uh, to seeing the atmosphere out there. Hopefully we have a good one and uh, can pull out a win. 2.30 is when that men's game will tip off against UAB, which means Matt Stoltz will have your pregame coverage at 2. He will. Sounds good. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's let's talk a little bowling. A-State headed back to Montgomery. I'm very excited about this trip. One, because, I mean, the most important part is we're just talking about bowling in general. But but your thoughts on, on another trip to, to Montgomery in the Camellia Bowl? You know, I've enjoyed the first couple of trips there. And it's not just the bowl trips. Um, you know, the two bowl trips that we've been there before in 2017 and 2019 that – We've gone to Montgomery. You know, we've been when the baseball team has been there for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. That's a great uh, spot that they host at. Uh, love that downtown Montgomery area. We were actually there a few weeks ago when we played Troy. We stayed in that same hotel at the Renaissance in Montgomery. So it's a place that, that we know very well. And uh, I, I think that those who haven't made that bowl trip the first two times they're going, and I know you're going to preach this as well. It, it's a good atmosphere. Yeah. The Renaissance is one of the better hotels that uh, that we stay at. I think it's just a, a phenomenal setup with all the restaurants that are nearby, and it, it's a lot of fun. The stadium's right down the road, uh, maybe a, a mile away from from the hotel. So it's a good setup. It's a lot of fun, and and uh, hopefully a lot of people come down. I love the fact that we're kicking off at 11 a.m. On the 23rd, too, because, you know, we can uh, call the game or fans can go to the game and be back uh, in northeast Arkansas or wherever they're coming from by, you know, 9, 10 o'clock that night and back at home, uh, yeah. back at home in plenty of time uh, for Christmas Eve. So I, I think it's a good setup for us all around. Obviously, you know, you've you've been busy this week. Uh, quick road trip to Tuscaloosa. Uh, Not just, much sleep. <laughs> just yesterday, but... Have you have you had an opportunity to even peek at all uh, at this point at NIU? Yeah, I was talking with Coach Jones a little bit yesterday morning, and he, he was talking about him just uh, 
impressed with you know their running game. I know they've got a thousand yard rusher uh, that uh, that uh, has kind of led the way for them offensively. Uh, at the same time, they're kind of uh, in a similar spot that we are. You look at the seven teams, and I know Mark Taylor uh, went back. He was looking up this stat Friday night when we were getting ready for the Little Rock game. Um, he he was going through and looking at all the teams that won three games or less and and uh, made a bowl this year. Yeah. Came back from a three-win season a year ago and, and made a bowl. And there's only seven of them, but A-State and Northern Illinois are two of those seven. So I think it's cool that uh, uh, you've got us and NIU going head-to-head and you go back and uh, look at the history uh, between these two schools and the fact that that was the bowl matchup that kicked yeah. off that great nine-year run of uh, nine straight years going bowling and nine winning seasons. I think that's a, a good omen for us that we get to kick it off again uh, against NIU this time, and hopefully we can have a, a different result against them. That would be nice. <laughs> uh, one more thing, uh, you know, kind of news topic, want to want to get your thoughts on going all the way back to last week. But, of course, we saw the all Sunbelt honors yeah. uh, come out at the, the end of last week. Obviously, like a, a great deal, a big deal with, with Jalen Rayner getting freshman of the year honors. But how neat was it to see not one, not two, but overall three different A-State offensive linemen recognized in, in those postseason awards? I think it's well-deserved, and I know you're going to get to the podcast here in just a minute, but you know, having Jacob Bear on the first team I think is uh, fantastic, and Jacob is our guest on the podcast this week. But you know, it, it's just cool to see how, how well that group has uh, performed this year and how far the offensive line just as a whole has come from – last season to this season now you did return a couple of guys and McKeelan Thomas and Makai Butler and they've been a big part of that mix but uh yeah it, it's been fun to see those other guys mix in the way they have and uh perform the way they have and look and Noah Smith and Elijah Zolikoff were, were around last year but they have really taking on much more significant roles on the yeah. offensive line. And then you bring in Jacob Bear and Jalen Cunningham, and they've been fantastic. So I think this group overall uh, has a lot of pride in, in their performance. Um, the, you look at the last two home games, and you know we pointed this out with Jacob on uh, the podcast. That game against the Cajuns, they rushed for the most yards they had against a conference opponent since 2018. They came back and topped that the very next home game against Texas State when they ran for 291, and uh, that was the most in a conference game since 2016. So uh, when when you're going back and setting marks like that, I I think it says a lot about how far the offensive line has come. Podcast is dropped today, correct? It did. And Jacob Bear is our guest, and we covered just a a plethora of topics. Uh, Talked about, you know, that that crazy last game of the season for him when he had to get rushed to the hospital on the morning of the game to have an emergency surgery done and you know he's he's all good and and uh doing just fine now and getting ready for the bowl game but that was a a scary day for him so we kind of we went through (laughs) the uh the whole day and kind of how everything uh unfolded and Talked about the progression of the offensive line. Uh, talked about that uh, amazing mullet of his. Talked about uh, you know how he found out he was a first-team All-Conference selection, and uh, a whole lot more. Talked about celebrations too. 
And I like the fact that the offensive line already knows what their celebration is going to be in the bowl game. Is it – so the offense – no, 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 excuse me. The defense does like the Spider-Man. So I'm guessing the offense, especially the offensive line, does something a little different. Yeah, who knows what, what oh. they have planned. But but the offensive line takes a lot of pride in their celebrations. They feel like they've got the best celebrations on the team. And, uh, yeah, they, they've got something special cooking for the bowl game. Okay. Hopefully they get to use it a lot. I, I hope so as well. What is your – Favorite bowl game memory? That's our KavanaughCars.com question today. Gosh, just the uh, the wins. Um, you know, I, I just remember those moments. And I'll go back over, you know, the years, the, the two GoDaddy Bowl games that, that we won and uh, that incredible stop, you know, at the end of the game against Kent State, a, a top 25 Kent State team uh, with Q Lee making the tackle and then Ryan Carruthers with – the block field goal at the end of the Ball State game, and I still got the picture back in the uh, the hotel after the game of me and Ryan Carruthers and Ed Way, and uh, we're there in the lobby at the hotel, and I, I treasure that that uh, that picture because it's it's uh, the three of us right after uh, right after it happened, and then look, I, I I've got special memories of uh, the 2019 trip to yeah. the Camellia Bowl and winning that game and just how emotional that season was uh, as a whole and and to end it the way we did with that win um, in the Camellia Bowl, I, I thought was really special. So, um, yeah, all those wins really stand out to me. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> if it was a win, it's your favorite. Absolutely. All right. That's Hey, that's very fair. Yeah. I mean, and – Look, the, the celebrations, and obviously we all, always do the extended post-game coverage uh, on the field when we, uh, when we have a big win like that. But uh, I just love the raw emotion from the coaches and players, especially after everything they've put into a football season. Yeah. And just they can finally just let it all go after a game like that, and, and especially after a win. Uh, that's what you really treasure, just the, the emotions that are, that are shared in those moments. Two weeks from today, we'll be on the road, so we can start bowl coverage on signing day in Montgomery. We will, yeah. You and I are going to be uh, there in Montgomery. And, look, we, we've done the signing day coverage before, but this is different because yeah. they're going to get down there on Tuesday the 19th. Uh, the team is. They're going to try to set up the signing day uh, same way they always do back here, but they're going to do it from the hotel. And just like always, we'll be right there with them and be the first ones to find out and be able to announce it right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Butch Jones is going to have to pace through the lobby instead of the, the football complex. I'm sure he'll have no problem with that. That's one of the many things I love about Coach Jones is he knows he's got – an open seat with us anytime. And and if he wants to get out of that room and pace a little bit, he's going to walk right over to our table, pick up a headset, and start talking to us. So uh, that's that's something that's very common in, in those, uh, well, not only signing days. He did it when we were at media, media Day, day in yeah. New Orleans. He's the best. Maybe talk John Summerall into hanging out for – no, I kid. Obviously, he's probably going to be a little busy. but uh, He'll be down the road in Birmingham. There you go. But uh, it's going to be a fun time, no doubt.
thanks for hanging out with us. Absolutely. We've got one more break to take. We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll wrap up today's Workday Red Zone right after this on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Have you been struggling to find the right in-home care for your loved one? Well, look no further than Cornerstone Caregiving in Jonesboro. Their trusted staff can't wait to meet your loved one. They want to know what cereal they prefer, what music they listen to, what makes them feel most like themselves. They're proud to offer a thoughtful arrangement of services that promise compassionate care for you or your loved one. For more information, visit cornerstonecaregiving.com slash Cornerstone Caregiving, where compassionate care meets you right where you are. Every person deserves respect, and that's what you're promised when you work with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Bill Stanley and Jared Woodard are proud former lettermen at Arkansas State, and with over 45 years' experience, they've earned their reputation as hometown lawyers that get big city results. In fact, they've both been recognized in the National Trial Lawyers Association Top 100, whether it's personal injury, nursing home neglect, criminal defense, or civil litigation. Get respect, results, relief with Stanley Woodard Law Firm. Call 932-2000 and visit stanleywoodard.com. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name The Pros Trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? <laughs> they never admit it, Bill. But they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hello? Hi, I'm calling about the two-bedroom apartment you advertise in the paper. Is it still available? It sure is. Great. It sounds... Unless, of course, you're black or Latino. What? Or disabled or Asian or you've got young kids. Housing discrimination is rarely this obvious, but it's just as real and just as illegal. So if you're looking to rent a house or apartment and you hear things like... We only take people who speak English clearly. I can't assign you a handicapped parking space. That could be housing discrimination. And the only way to stop it is to report it so we can investigate it. Visit hud.gov slash fairhousing or call HUD's housing discrimination hotline at 1-800-669-9777. That's 1-800-669-9777. The Federal Fair Housing Act prohibits discrimination because of race, color, religion, national origin, sex, family status, or disability. Remember, the only way to stop housing discrimination is to report it. 
A public service message from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Hi, I'm Kathy Bates. People sometimes ask what I've learned in my two-time battle with cancer. One is that with the right treatment, you can beat it. Two is that it's not just cancer you're battling. You also need to anticipate LE, lymphedema, a disease that can leave those who undergo cancer treatment with a lifetime of swelling and pain. If you're facing a cancer diagnosis, discuss lymphedema with your doctor. With knowledge and action, we can learn and live. Learn more at lymphaticnetwork.org. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. home stretch on today's workday red zone last call on the right fiber hotline at 8709-303-776 one more time to kavanaughcars.com question what is your favorite bowl game memory and that question is brought to you by our friends at kavanaughcars.com we tell you all the time that if you are searching for a new or new to you vehicle that's the place you need to go uh, they just make it so easy for you in terms of having inventory online, in terms of having financing options and, and information online. It's all right there. But also, you want to make sure you, know, sure you know that that's also the best place to sell a vehicle. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like every time I'm on social media now, it, it is just there's scammers or spammers or bots or something that is, that that are wasting time basically and if you post a vehicle for sale on social media you're going to get a lot of those unfortunately um the the chances that you will get real legitimate feedback and offers on a vehicle are are unfortunately pretty slim but if you go to cabinetcars.com it's really easy and really clear there's a banner across the top of the page that says we buy cars click here now and that's what you do you'll put in your information so they can reach out to you your vehicle information and next thing you know you're going to be dropping them off a car, and they are going to be giving you a check. And it is just that easy if you go through KavanaughCars.com. Uh, we talked a lot today. Well, not not a lot, actually. We talked a little bit today about NCAA President Charlie Baker's letter that he wrote to Division One institutions about major reforms to amateurism and college sports. We're going to continue that conversation tomorrow because I just feel like I I need to read a lot between now and then to make sure I have all of the information on that correct. So that's a conversation we'll follow up on uh, later on this week. Uh, In addition, though, to everything going on in college athletics with the portal, with the carousel and all of that, do want to give you a reminder that you got the MLB draft lottery coming up which is something I kind of forgot about I'm not you know honestly uh used to the Cardinals having (laughs) any kind of interest in the draft lottery but it's coming up tonight at the winter meetings in Nashville so the Cardinals certainly keeping an eye on that, and uh, there is a chance, of course, for the Cardinals to get the top pick in the draft. Uh, in fact, uh, they've got the fifth highest odds to secure the first pick overall, 8.3%. 
Uh, the Athletics and the Royals and the Rockies all have the the, the greatest odds at 18.3%, then the White Sox 14.7%, then the Cardinals. So since 1998, when the Cardinals selected J.D. Drew with the number five pick, the Cardinals have drafted earlier than 15th just twice. 2000, 2008, when they took Sean Boyd at 13 and Brett Wallace at 13, respectively. Since 99, the average spot where St. Louis has picked has been 22nd. So, a big opportunity here for the Birds. We'll see how it shakes out. Just going to have to wait and see. I think the announcement is coming up at 4.30. If I'm looking at the information correctly. But obviously we will know before we get back here tomorrow. And we'll just add that to the list of discussion topics as well. But hey, that's a wrap on today's Workday Red Zone. A big thank you to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, for hanging out with us. You can find his chat coming up later on this afternoon at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. Dan Patrick is on the way next, followed by The Drive with Caden West at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Bud and Randy at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. We'll return for more of the Workday Red Zone tomorrow at noon. For Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great afternoon.